0: Hello there! Welcome back. This is the Fantasy the Yanks podcast. My name is Jared Dyke, recording from just outside Boston, Massachusetts. It is just about that time to welcome back the Premiership, and we are excited. Oh, by the way, good news: we're on iTunes. So if you're listening to this through Podbean or SoundCloud or one of the other apps that I've used, well, no, mo- no longer do you have to do that. You can listen to it on iTunes. So go ahead, give it, give us a subscribe, give us a like. Whatever the heck it is, rate us if you want. You can tell us how terrible it is. You can tell us how good it is. Doesn't matter. But subscribe, download, and let us know what you think. Um, I'll continue to put show notes in there and all that good stuff. But so you can find us there. Um, okay, so it' been a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna keep the suspense a little longer. We're not gonna get into too much internationals. Uh, banter or the player news. I'm going to save that for Sunday because Sunday I am going to have somebody to bounce some chat off of and it'll be a lot more entertaining. So this will be a nice quick episode. It'll be about 30, 40 minutes long if I can move my myself quickly here. But look forward to Sunday. Lots of chat, lots of fun. All right. So the big thing that I want to address in this one is the issues that a lot of a lot of you may have with players missing these days players don't are coming from all over the universe with um to play in the premiership and we're not just talking about the the big countries um in the southern hemisphere or in europe we're talking about tier two countries like the good old united states canada tonga samoa um like Georgia, Romania, all those, you know, these guys want to be released for their their country's games, and most clubs know that if they don't, then they're just gonna um, upset their players and possibly not get them re-signed. Especially if they like them, they're gonna they're gonna release them. So it's a lot of uh, it's a lot it's a long list. Um, I'm not going to go through everybody that's gone because god knows that would leave us here all day And you all would turn it off in the next five minutes. So let's not do that What I will go through as fast as I possibly can Is a list of players that I have in my lineup that are gone so maybe you're missing some of those and the likely replacements that i'm going to look at when it comes to budget announcement and produ- and productivity uh, going forward, and then we'll look at the upcoming fixtures for the weekend, and then uh, I'll let you all be. <laughs> um, okay, so my big my big problem, I'll tell you what my big problem is right now, I'm probably going to be forced to make at least three changes, which means I'm eat, eating 40 points easily, because um, I need locks and a flanker, and I'm probably going to need a goal kicker as well. I could not have one, but that'd be kind of dumb. So um, I, ha- I have I've actually managed to puzzle together a, a full back line from my current squad, but I need forward help, and I don't have a goal kicker in the back line, so I need help there. Um, but let's just go through who's who's going on with what. Um, so Tefete the hooker, the hooker from Worcester, he's a, he's away with the United States. Obviously, Alec Hepburn's away with England. The prop. Monopolo, uh prop for series injured. Uh, Val Rapava Ruskin is sick, but he might be back this week, so I may be okay with that. Harry Thacker had a neck injury, but I think he's going to be back soon. If he's not back already, um, haven't didn't see anything on that. Sam Skinner is away with Scotland. Michael Rhodes away with England. Maro Toje again away with England. Nick Asique has been hurt. He probably would be with England if he wasn't. Um, Ruan Ackerman just got hurt this week or last week, and it sounds like it was a bad one. They, I haven't found any details on it, so if somebody finds other details and is listening to this, please let me know. Um, but yeah, sounds like he's hurt and he's going to be out for a while. Uh, James Haskell, the flanker for Northampton, he just had surgery on his ankle, so he's out for a while. Jake Palladri is away with Ingl- uh, with Italy, the flanker for Gloucester. Zach Mercer, who had a stormer of a game in his debut for England, is still with England, the back row um, for Bath. Santania Takalua, he is away with Tonga, the scrum half from Newcastle. Owen Farrell, obviously, is your starting fly half for England, the series fly half, he's gone. Alan Slazowski, I believe, is playing with England still, uh, despite his ban, although I think he just the ban just finished up, so no big deal there. 2CPC, away with Samoa. Um, and finally, the, the last name I have is A.J. McGinty, the fly half for sale. Um, and the United States has a major issue with an injury, and he will be out basically until January. So he's out. So that's what I got. <laughs> Hopefully your team's doing better than mine in terms of just how decimated it's been by all this. It's tough to survive this format without having to eat some points, um, especially in this first week back to the Premiership while all the internationals are still being played. But it's doable. you just got to find some guys that are maybe not on the most prominent teams but are still productive. I have a list of guys that are I think are valuable and uh, worthy and are, produ- and are productive enough at their positions that they can hold, hold a spot in the roster and not really – um, feel like it's costing you too much. Um, I used the three PG to kind of gauge um, different positions and different players. I don't. Um, I don't sit here. I am not going to sit here and tell you that this is the magic formula and it's going to produce you the best team, hands it, hands down, week in and week out. It won't, but it gives you a. It just gives you a another. Metric to look at when considering who you're going to pick for your team coming up. So I need now remember most, a lot of these players are eligible for multiple positions just because I have them listed as one thing. doesn't mean they're not listed. You know, oftentimes a a flanker will be listed as an eight man as well, or a lock. And same thing with a back, like, you know, a wing will also be eligible at fullback. Some fullbacks are eligible at wing or center or fly half. Um, all those. Some scrum halves are eligible to either fly half or um, wing. So there's all kinds of things out there. So just be on the lookout. You know, you could have a, a rarity like uh, Harry Thacker and Ashley Johnson who are both eligible to play um, at least flanker, if not the whole back row. So make, get creative with your lineup a little bit too. You know, obviously you have to fit th- some of these things into your budget as well. So if you're at the top of your budget and you don't have any wiggle room, you're going to have to find pretty much a like-for-like like replacement in terms of um, price. So let's, uh, let's go through a few that I've, I've compiled. First at Flanker, um, Ted Hill from the Worcester Warriors. He is, I believe he's eligible for more than one position, but that's definitely a name I would put up there. Yeah, Ted Hill is definitely a, a name up there. He's only he's only listed as flanker, but he's only 132 pounds, so use that. Use that for what it's worth. And Sam Lewis, also another flanker from Worcester. Um, you know, people think Worcester, and they're like, do I really want to play a Worcester player? They're not that bad. They scored pl- they, they've scored plenty of points. Not all of them are going to score a ton of points per game because – This is maybe one of the bottom two teams in the league, but still consider it because you got, like I said, we're at a point where you have to get creative. You can't get crazy, you can't be super, super picky. Yeah, Sam Lewis is a flanker only on the website. He's 183 pounds, so he's a little more than Ted Hill. And I think actually Ted Hill's been a little bit more productive. So maybe look to see if you can get him first, especially if you need to pinch pennies in other areas. Lewis Ludlow from Gloucester. He's another uh, blanker that doesn't jump out you but does his job very well, Um, is very productive for the prices. He's at 192, uh, 192 pounds, and he's also eligible to play eight-man, so if you need somebody with a little flexibility, go with that guy. Uh, Louis Ludlum, not to be confused with Ludlow, Ludlum from Northampton Saints, he's actually a little cheaper than Ludlow also eligible as an 8-man. He's 156 pounds. Again, up there in productivity in terms of what you're spending for points. And then, of course, a guy I think he's kind of had a he's had a tough run and I thought he should have got picked for England. But McEvesick, again, up there in price, 239. But he's probably going to start at 8-man for Exeter unless there's something going on that I've missed. There is a chance of that, but... Yeah, Matt Kvesic is definitely a guy to put out there if you have him in the budget. All right, so another position I need a little help with is 8-man. Uh, so I, I need back rowers like you read about. John O'Ross from Sale is 220 pounds. Uh, also eligible at Flanker, so somebody else to consider at the Flanker spot. And Josh Beaumont, also from... Sale. He is uh, eligible at lock as well. He's 253 pounds. So that's not overly expensive for the productivity they've put out. But also, you know, it's not super cheap like the other guys we talked about, like Ted, Ted Hill and Sam Lewis and uh, I think Ludlow and Linda, Ludlow were also the on the cheap end. Um, uh, G.J. Van Velza from... Worcester, he's two oh nine. He's eligible to play both flanker and eight. He's been very productive um in his time. So give give him a give him a look. Really like a lot there's gonna be a lot of Worcester players on this only because you know they're good players. They just weren't good enough to make their international squads. Yeah, GJ Van Velza is definitely a name to throw out there. James Chisholm from from the Quins, as I said as I spoke of him flanker and number eight he is 220 pounds not as productive in my opinion as um or even Ross but versatile so worth worth the pennies if you're in that's in that aspect if you're looking for somebody that can play both flanker and um and and eight I will also go we'll we'll talk about a little bit about which teams are giving up the most to different positions and different position position groups uh, in a little bit. That might help you make your decision on that one. Um, all right, let's go to second rows. This, this site likes to call them locks. Doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Uh, Will Rollins from the Wasp. He's been very productive since Launchbury's been out. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's healthy. I didn't see any news about him being hurt. So 162 pounds. he's only eligible at lock though, so that's the thing. But for if you just need a lock and you know you just need a lock and you've got your back row set up, rock and roll, that's a good price right there for hit, for his productivity at 162 pounds. That's really good and he's uh, not to say he's not good, but he's just not going to go anywhere um, on international duty anytime soon. So give that a give that a look. Uh, Ed Holmes from Bristol, again another another team I said I'd probably investigate quite a bit because there are most of their players didn't go anywhere, and now they've been playing continued to play together for another three weeks through this Premiership Cup. That also helps. Uh, Ed Holmes. Another cheapo, 142 pounds, but again, only eligible at lock. So make sure your back row is set. You you know you got the guys you want back there, and then that's that's all for your taking right there. If you if you need a, if you need somebody on the cheap side, Bryn Evans is going to be another name that pops up quite a bit. Um, the uh, lock for sale. He he's a Kiwi, not going anywhere. Been pretty productive, even at the ripe age of uh, 34. 234 pounds, it'll cost you, again, only eligible at lock. So consider that when making this selection. You're not going to have the flexibility of certain other players like a, obviously they're not there, but like Amaro Atoje, who can play both lock and flanker, or Courtney Laws that can play both lock and flanker. So, re, so consider those factors when you're making the selection because you're going to need to ride some of these guys probably for a little bit because um, even once the internationals are over you're looking at Europe coming up shortly after that so you'll probably see a heavy squad rotation plus some of these guys are probably going to want to rest and some may come out of the other side international of the internationals hurt consider that as well I hate to say it I, I, I hate the fact that there are injuries out there but it's just you know it's a fact of the game. Uh, Dave Ribbons from Northampton, a lock and a flanker. A little bit more flexibility with that. He's 187 pounds, so not overly expensive. Not as low as a couple of the guys we talked about, like Holmes. But, again, some versatility in there. Not over, He's under the 200-pound mark, which is really cheap if you consider that the top end of the whole... Player pool is in the upper 400s. Granted, there's only, I don't know, six, seven players that hit that mark. But yeah. Dave Ribbons, and he's tearing up trees for Northampton as well. You got to consider that. Uh, Chris Vui. I don't know if he's healthy. He wasn't healthy before we went into the international break and before we went into Europe. So double check that. I. Didn't see anything but again maybe there's Something that I just really obviously missed If he's healthy he's both Eligible at lock and Flanker he's 162 pounds He's been fairly productive When he's made when he's made the team and been on the Field just has a hard time staying Hurt so keep uh, Staying hurt staying healthy Keeps getting hurt so keep That in mind when if you if you, pay, if you uh, Seek out Chris Bowie, And then Callum Green he's up there in price, two hundred fifty-two pounds. Very productive for the Newcastle Falcons. I think they're starting to get everything's starting to click up there in Newcastle again. They're they're playing pretty good rugby. Obviously, they had two gigantic wins in Europe. So I think the I think the ball is rolling up there on Tyneside. So Callum Green, he's only eligible at lock. Remember that again. So you've you notice there's only a couple guys on this list that I've just given are eligible in multiple positions. So Make sure that your back row is set, and you aren't going to need and you have a little bit of cover too. Um, all right. So my other, my my final issue, my final problem area is is um is that goal kicker or ten, whatever it is, got to find one, right? Okay. So there's a consideration for a guy like Ben Spencer if he's on the pitch for Saracens, and starts. That's a guy to, th- to throw out there. He's only he is two hundred fifty pounds, um, just a scrum half, not a versatile player. In uh, on the website at least, he does go He does the goal kicking for Saracens when uh, Owen Farrell is not there. If not, then I'd consider uh, Alex Good to be the next person in line to take the tee for Saracens. That's another name I have on this list. Obviously, there's other big names. Uh, Danny Cipriani from uh, Gloucester. Why did I just blank on that? His ban is up. So the ban he picked up in Europe, his ban is up. So I would definitely have a peek at him. He is going to be a little bit on the expensive side. Um, He is 390 pounds, but also eligible at fullback. If you have it in the budget, maybe throw it out there. Lima Superwaga, another name I'd consider. 354 pounds, not going anywhere. He's not going to play for the Kiwis. Obviously, he's he's in the premiership. He's not eligible to play for the All Blacks. So uh, if you have it in the budget, 354 pounds, you bet Lima Solboig is going to produce for sure. Freddie Burns, a little less than that at 318 for Bath, also eligible as a fullback. So if you have somebody that's, locked into your fly half position and you can't find another place for him, but you still need that goal kicker. You can get Freddie Burns into the back line via your, um, via fullback and get that going. And the last one, I had one more. Ah. (laughs) Um, So also Billy Searle would be another name to throw out there. The other, the other, um, wasps goal kicker, and fly half. That's only if he plays, though. Um, I'd suspect that there will be more games with Waga than there will be with Billy Searle. But um, Billy Searle's been re- really, really productive for the price that he is. He is. I have Billy Searle at 113 in my sheet, but I can't find him in the game. Um, maybe he is that cheap, which is... Damn cheap. Yes, he's 113 pounds. So, if, for whatever reason, Billy Searle is starting. Go find him. He's going to be a nice cheap option. He'll take the goal. He'll take the kicks, assuming that he, somehow they haven't finagled it. So, so walk is on the field at the same time. But give that give that a shot. Uh, Billy Twelve Trees is another name to throw out there. The Gloucester center. I don't think he's hurt or banned, uh, despite the fact that he. Probably got lucky to avoid a red card in Europe. Um, so he he's also, he's he plays center primarily. He is eligible to slide into the fly half slot in the uh, rugby mag lineups. So he's 278 pounds, another guy to consider on the cheaper end compared to guys like Sips and Sopoaga. And Duncan Weir is the last guy to throw out there for those that are in need of a Fly half and goal kicker. He is fly half eligible only. He is not He's not playing for Scotland, I don't believe. I'm pretty sure they, yeah, nope. Hastings and Finn Russell are occupying the first receiver shirts for the Scots. So he is left to just continue to play for his club. He's 246 pounds, takes the goal, kicks it goal for him. I consider that. And then the last name I would throw out there, and it's probably not the worst one that you'll ever hear. Is Marcus Smith from the Quins? I think I said, I think I said that that was that uh, where it was going to be the last one, but I forgot about Marcus Smith, and I wanted to add him to the list. He's a he's a fly half eligible only player, but he is dynamic in his play. He attacks the line. He's decent goal kicker, not fantastic, but decent. And certainly looks to create and score tries rather than just kick a goal. Um, he's two hundred sixty-nine pounds, not a bad price, and he will uh, he'll start more games than not. I would suspect for the for the Quins. All right, so those are the lineup issues that I have and that i the players I'm considering to fix my lineups. So hopefully that helps some of you out there. And if you have other questions, you can always email me, and I can try and help you out. If you uh, are so desperate that you need my help, <laughs> um, in which case we might have bigger problems. Um, all right, so let's go through the fixtures for the weekend. I've, I'm I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be it's going to be fun again. <laughs> Okay, let's go through the fixtures. I'm I'm excited to have the Premiership back. I don't really, you know, nobody cares about the Premiership Cup, and if you do, you're lying. So stop lying. Um, everybody wants to see either Europe or the or the league play. Nobody cares, gives a crap about the Cup. Unless you're in the final, maybe. That's about it. So uh, we have a double Friday fixture. We have Quinns and Newcastle, Gloucester and Tigers. So I'm... I think I'm going to probably end up locked in on the Gl- Gloucester Tigers match. I don't see myself going to watching the Quins Newcastle match. Uh, certainly not live. At least I'll catch up on it later on. So yeah, it's going to be a should be a fun time. We have so I'll go through the big names and in the in the fixtures and we'll go through kind of who's who does what against. Against this, uh, against said position, and we'll uh, just kind of give you a, eh, maybe, type of, (laughs) a a, a good, a bad, or a maybe, maybe not type of answer on whether or not I'd roll with him. All right, so, uh, Charlie Sharples, again, he's he's tearing up trees for Gloucester, scoring the tries everywhere, swear to God. And... Uh, Tigers are middle of the pack when it comes to giving up points to back three I'll roll with back three the back three stat because wings and fullbacks are a little subjective to you know what position they happen to be locked into for that day if that makes sense in either case back three is gonna be the better number to go through as opposed to um as opposed to just outright fullback or just outright wings because a lot of these guys play multiple positions. So, and I only have them locked into one so I can keep my stats somewhat straight. So, but so this will be the most helpful thing. So anyway, back to it. Tigers give up middle of the road um, points to, um, to back three players. So probably worth rolling. Charlie Sharples was considering he's, He's is he either he's either leading the premiership and tries or tied. He's I think he's leading. So definitely consider that If you have him definitely play him I don't think uh, I think most people that have him with the, with what's going on right now have a hard time <laughs> Not playing him considering that there's all these absences but in either case uh, Sips as I spoke of him before He's a quality player, so he's still going to get you points. But Leicester are the um, are one of the top three teams in terms of giving the least amount of points given up to fly halves. I can say fly halves because it's a pretty specialized position. So there's not going to be a lot of wiggle room there. And the, uh, the, other, the next guy I had on my list was Ed Slater. Ed Slater for the second row for Gloucester. He's been productive since he's come back. Leicester are, again, top four in terms of least amount of points given up. That's probably due to the line-out defense. They didn't lose a lot of jumpers or of their main jumpers to international duty. So I'd consider maybe, maybe looking elsewhere besides Ed Slater if you have another option. And then Lewis Ludlow, the... Blanker and back row for Gloucester. Leicester give up the second most points to, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, the second most points to back row players. Um, for whatever reason, their back row just aren't good at defending that or, or they're just not good at defending good back rowers. Louis Ludlow's a good back rower. If you have him in your team, go with him. So for the Tigers, we have Dave Denton. He's a flanker, and I think he's also eligible as a 2nd row or an eight-man. Uh, he is somebody maybe to go with as well, another back-rower. But caveat is Gloucester give up the second-fewest points to back-rows in uh, premier, uh, rugby mag premiership fantasy. Uh, Mike Williams, the second-row from Leicester. Uh, Gloucester give up middle-of-the-pack points to second row, so maybe maybe a consideration for, for him. Mike Williams isn't too bad in terms of price and has been fairly productive. Thomas Youngs, a big name that didn't get called into the England squad. Uh, his brother Ben obviously did. He's still playing up clearly, and Gloucester are giving up middle-of-the-road points to hookers, so obviously... Their lineup defense isn't fantastic. I'd say that's what's probably chalked up to it. Or they've let a lot of hookers bust loose. I don't know which one. Uh, Dan Dan Cole would be the last guy to consider for the Tigers. I'm trying to give at least one, if not two, from both forwards and backs for each of these teams, but it's not always going to be easy. (laughs) Just FYI. Uh, Gloucester give up, again, middle of the road to not nearly as much as you'd hoped to props in terms of points. So, but Cole is a decent player in general. So, if you want to trust Colsey, you have where there's worse options out there. But hopefully, you have maybe better. Again, we're all hamstrung with having to pick players. Maybe we aren't super excited about in the next couple weeks. So, you know, consider, but don't overthink it. Some of you have almost no option. So, just roll with what you got. Uh, Quins and Newcastle. This will be a this will be a fun one uh, for the Quinn's, Nathan Earl, the back. The uh, Newcastle Falcons are middle of the pack in terms of giving up points to back three. I thought Nathan Earl could have probably stuck around the England camp a little longer, so he'll he'll probably be uh, out to prove a point. So consider him. James Chisholm. There's another guy. I think I mentioned him in my yeah I did so I mentioned him as a guy to possibly replace from myself and the Falcons are middle of the road for eight men and kind of and and near the top in terms of least amount of points given up to back rows so if you have a better option he was if I remember right he was also one of the more expensive ones so if he's in your team consider playing him If you're trying to figure out who to pick for problem-solving like I am, maybe avoid him. And again, Marcus Smith is another name that I definitely got to throw out there. Newcastle are bottom of the league in terms of points given up to fly halves. If Marcus Smith starts and you have him in your team or you're smart and you wait until team sheets are picked and see Marcus Smith's name come up before you start making all your changes, Consider consider putting him in there. Newcastle, the bottom of the league in terms of points given up to fly halves, and then Bath, Bath and Worcester. So let's go through Bath. Obviously, Bath. Bath you got to consider Freddie Burns. Freddie Burns is is a beast of a man in his own right. Worcester near the bottom in terms of points given up to fly halves. So if you have Burns in your team and your or and or in your budget, play him. Uh, Will Chudley scrum the scrum halves uh, are heck are they they're they're near the bottom as well for Worcester in terms of points given, uh most points given up so they give up a lot of points to scrum halves uh, probably I mean probably because they don't hang on to the ball that well which means the scrum halves more opportunities to make those passes points add up Tom Dunn hooker for bath the again Worcester bottom bottom of the league in terms of most points given up to hookers so if you have Tom Dunn or you need a hooker badly and Tom Dunn fits into your budget not a bad one to go with the props Cat and Thomas um, Worcester are middle of the road in, pr- in terms of giving up points to props so maybe not such a exciting pair to go with uh, Worcester Francois Hugard definitely a guy to to roll out anyway, he's probably one of their best players overall. Uh, Bath are um, middle of the pack in terms of giving up points to scrum halves, so we'll see how much ball they actually have. That'll pretty much determine whether or not who guard. Um, see, so yeah, we'll see how much ball Worcester have. That'll determine how many points two guard gets. Ryan Mills from the center for Worcester. The he's a great player. He's versatile in, in the I believe he can be picked in at least two or three positions on the game. Maybe give him maybe give him a look. Caveat, Bathurn is the top in terms of fewest points allowed to centers. Their midfield, despite being decimated, somehow doesn't give up a lot of points to centers. But I'd say Ryan Mills might be one of those guys that could be an exception. Um, Duncan Weir, again, he was on that list of teams to players to consider when you need a goal kicker or a fly half. Fly halves are, Bath are the best team defending the fly half, though. They have the most points, or the least amount of points given up to fly halves. Freddie Burns and Reese Priestland have obviously found ways to either organize their defense or make the tackles themselves so the fly halves get minimal to no gain. Uh, Due to do, do. Marco Mama, I had on my list, but actually is injured. So throw him out the, throw him out the window, at least for this week. And then G.J. Van Velza is the last name i throw in there. Very productive player, especially for not a super expensive price, but Bath are near the top in terms of most points, at uh, least amount of points given up. Again, problem there, but Van Velza's price is pretty good, so maybe he's worth the roll of the dice. And also, caveat for all these stats. All these were stats that were all these points were given up or held to whatever you want to call them, with everybody playing with all their international players. So things could really go a different way, considering you have teams like Exeter and Saracens and even Quinns have a handful of guys missing as well. So consider just also put that in your into your brain before you just say, oh yeah, that's definitely a great idea. Well, is it going to be the same? Who knows? So just keep that in mind. Uh, Temper your expectations sometimes. Okay. Um, okay. And let's go to Saints and Wasps. First for the Saints, uh, Dave Ribbons, again, tearing up trees. He plays second row primarily, but also can play flanker, I believe. Uh, Wasps are near the top in terms of giving up points to second rows and in terms of back row they are middle of the pack so Dave Ribbons is a great player he might be one of those players that can counter it Tamana Harrison uh, Wasps are middle of the pack to bottom of the league actually in terms of giving up points to eight men Tamana Harris is only going to be an eight man so you can put that right in there don't worry about what their back row um, number what the Wasps back row numbers that they've surrendered Kobus Reinach, uh, I'm not a pl- person that's in love with Kobus Reinach, and Wasps are near the top in terms of defending the scrum half and points give it up to him. So maybe um, steer clear of Reinach, especially his price is up there. It's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive, but hopefully you have better options. I think Hugard actually might be... No, that's not, that's not true. Hugard's definitely more expensive than him. He's probably one of the more expensive Worcester players, so scratch that. Uh, Ethan Waller from the prop from Northampton, he is a good player. He's actually bound a couple of tries, I believe, so that helps. Wasps are near the top of the league in terms of defending the prop and points allowed, so give that a, give that a thought before you roll with him. It's a, you're going to need some specialty positions like prop Scrum half, fly half, so you and hooker. So consider that, but that's a that's an expect that's something that you might want to just temper the expectations again on. Jamie Gibson, the fl- last one I have on my list. Jamie Gibson, the flanker from Saints. He's eligible to play in multiple positions. I believe I could be wrong about that, but I think he's at least eligible to play lock. So, it could be worth the versatility to get him into your team. Um, in terms of points given up, the Wasps are middle of the road to back rows and more specifically to flankers. Again, middle of the road to a little bit better. But Jimmy Gibson is a good player. So, again, sometimes the matchups that the, these teams have had in the past can skew these numbers as well. So, also something to consider. But. Jamie gibson. I I'd give a go to he's he's been a good player and isn't super super costly For the Wasps. All right, we have Yep, so tommy taylor's a name to definitely ride out there with it um Quality quality player Good hooker again considered for england didn't get picked but got considered so that's That's at least a bit of a nod to to him uh, thomas young Turnover machine. Um, oh, and if I didn't mention, Northampton are at the bottom of the league in terms of surrounding points to hookers, so maybe give that a shot. Um, obviously can't defend the lineup very well and or have let the hookers run rampant on them. Thomas Young, definitely definitely throw him into the consideration even though Northampton are near the top. They're actually the the best team at defending the back row um, or at least defending flankers, um, and also, but also defending the back row. So consider that. But Thomas Young is a turnover machine, so he will get you some turnovers. He'll get you some points. I would be willing to bet that this number is a little skewed, and Thomas Young will be able to overcome it no problem. Uh, centers, Juan uh, De Jong, consider him. Starts more often than not for... Wasp, especially if he's healthy. Northampton are middle of the pack in terms of giving up points to centers, so maybe ride with him a little bit and fly halves. Lima Sopawaga, Northampton again, middle of the pack. Sopawaga is a high end player with Northampton not necessarily being that good against defending fly halves. If you have Sopawaga, I presume you're going to roll with them anyway. You can, you might expect a decent day from him. And Christian Wade, um, wait, that's awkward, sorry. Uh, all right, my boys, the Saracens, hosting Sail Sharks. Uh, Steve Diamond got, his team got the got the gears going a little bit before the break came. Unfortunately, it was also at the cost of A.J. McGinty in, at a, in a game in Europe. And believe me, I was just as heartbroken as he was because McGinty's are Definitely one of our, the best players for the United States. Um, so let's go through it. A name to definitely, definitely consider. Alex Good plays full plays fullback, can play fly half. He had he already has this season. Sale are middle of the pack in terms of giving up. Actually, yeah, middle of the pack uh, in terms of giving up points to fly halves. And if he's playing fullback, same thing. So consider the, consider him, especially for how quality of a player he is. Nick Tompkins. Nick Tompkins is looking amazing. I don't know when Brad Barrett's going to call it a day, but the day he does, I'm not worried about it. Nick, Nick Tompkins is going to step right in and play amazingly. I can already see it. Uh, Saylor high high up there in terms of points surrendered to centers. So if Nick Tompkins is in the lineup ne- standing next to Brad Barrett while Lozowski's away, definitely definitely plug him into that. Uh, Alex Lewington. Alex uh, Lewington. Obviously, has had a nice, nice, nice time hanging out with the Saracens, finding the tri try zone many, many times. Um, Sailor, middle to bottom end of the league in terms of giving up points to wings. Lewington is a wing if he plays fly. If he plays fullback, I'll be very, very surprised. So, just go with that. Uh, Will Skelton, probably the biggest name. I can, literally the biggest, biggest name I can drop for the series forwards at least for now, and he is somebody that you might consider. Sale, have a decent lineup defense, Um, a lot of quality players that are jumpers. Uh, They're fifth in the league. That's middle-ish to pretty high up there in defending locks, so they don't give up nearly as many points, despite the fact that they've not been very good uh, as a team this year. But if you're in need of lock trouble and you need a Saracen in your team, Will is probably your guy. Sharks. Bryn Evans. Been a really high-quality player for them this year. Certainly worth every penny that you pay for him. I don't think he's nearly as expensive as you think. Here's the bad news. Saracens are one of the best teams in terms of defending locks. Granted, that's with George Cruz, Nick Seque and Marwa Toje defending. But I'd consider that. Oh, another name I'd throw into the Saracens bucket would be Jackson Ray. Very versatile uh, a little expensive, if I remember right, but he's going to play. If he's healthy, he's going to play. So I consider that. Um, Sale our middle, middle to upper pack in terms of defending the back row, but I still consider it. Um, anyway, back to Squirrel. Um, back to the Sharks. Will Cliff gets another shot at holding on to his scrum half jersey for a little, little while longer while uh, Fafta Clerk plays. Sale our bottom. Or Saracens are um, top end of the league in terms of defending the scrum half, but Wilcliff's been worth the price. So um, if you need a cheapo and a decent scrum half, Wilcliffe might be your guy. John Ross from uh, the back rower for for the Sharks. Saracens give up a lot of points to back rows. They're uh, bottom near the bottom of the league in it. So John Ross for the price. And the production that you probably that you might get out of them probably worth it. A couple of centers to name: Sam James and uh, Ron Janssen Rensberg Saracens are near the top in terms of defending the centers. Having a guy like Brad Barrett in there is certainly going to be going to help. And the fact that um, the other two guys that usually play next to him are decent tacklers helps as well. But again. Um, Sam James is definitely on the cheaper side. Ben, ben Rensberg, I might reconsider that with the matchup he's got in front of him. He's probably going to go toe-to-toe against Brad Barrett. In terms of a pure rugby aspect, that's going to be awesome to watch. Fantasy, maybe reconsider Ben Rensburg. Just a thought. All right, last match. Uh, Bristol and Exeter. We'll go through Bristol here. Ed Holmes, uh, he was on my list of players you can look for to replace your your missing locks and in terms of points surrendered exeter are middle of the pack for second rows not bad uh harry thacker i thought was hurt but i think is back but even if you have him maybe don't roll with him because he's gonna have problems against exeter they have one of the best um defenses against hookers so don't uh Consider the consider Thacker only for his price and the fact that he can play flanker as well, but temper expectations. Uh, Lua Tua, Steven Luatua, uh, sec, the second row for Bristol, maybe again another guy to consider. Like I said, with Holmes, um, Exeter are middle of the pack against locks, and they are missing one or two of their better ones, so may, might be a little bit better uh, day for the likes of Luatua and Holmes. Will Harrell for, for Bristol, the center. Um, I think he plays wing as well sometimes. But in either case, Exeter are decent against um, those positions, especially center. Center, they're one of the top four in the league in terms of defending the center and points given up. And Luke Moorhan, the, the winger. Wingers are a little bit more um, to be had for Exeter. I think the way... <laughs> I think what happens with Exeter is the wings get so bored of not having the ball because the forwards like to hog it so much that when it comes to defending they have to sharpen up and they're like oh crap, and they give up some easy some easy meters or an easy play, whatever it is. But yeah, and if you want to just consider the back the back three for Exeter, they're actually decent at defending the whole whole Magilla. But wings in general can be had. Uh, Exeter, we have Santiago Cordero who's going to probably cost you a fairly pretty penny. But if you can have him, or if you have him, Bristol are bottom of the league in terms of defending wings and as well as back three. So if you can get Cordero in your team or you have him in your team, definitely roll with him. Matt Kvesic, the flanker, and probably starting eight-man for Exeter, assuming he hasn't broken again. <laughs> Those poor, This team just can't find a freaking healthy eight-man. Um, I'd say Kvesic's probably going to get the the nod at eight-man if I had to guess, or at least flanker, in either case, um, back row are definitely a place to be had for Bristol. They are giving up the most points in terms of um, in terms of back rows to in, in fantasy. Uh, Darn Armin again uh, plays flanker in second row. Definitely a guy I'd consider to go with uh, Bristol or bottom of the league against locks. Uh, Bristol or bottom of the league. Against locks and as I said, back rows. So Don Armand, uh, I believe, is still playing. <laughs> um, if he's been called into England for whatever reason, then somebody please tell me. I don't think so. Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll double check that. Don Armand. Yep. So he's good to go. If you if you need a piece of if you want a piece of that, and the last name on here, the last two names on here are Jack Yandel and Luke Cowan Dickey. Whichever one starts, um, if you're in need of a hooker, that's a, that's a decent place to start Bristol or middle of the pack in terms of points surrendered to hookers. So again, keep an eye on the, the team sheets, see which one plays. If you need a hooker, maybe, maybe consider those two guys. They're both a little bit on the pricier side, if I'm not mistaken, but both are very quality players. So consider as much. Okay. So that's all the time that we're going to take today. Uh, Check your team sheets. Make sure that you don't do a dumb dumb move like I did in Europe and play guys that aren't aren't in the team and are hurt. <laughs> yeah, look up news, make sure guys are there are in there. Do your do a little bit of research for yourself. Don't just rely on my word. If you need to email us, I'll put it in the show notes. But it's Rugby podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you need to find me on Twitter, I'm J Dyke, D-Y-K-E 8, the number eight man. On Twitter, so at Dyke 8 man give, give me a follow, give me a shout Whatever you want to do Tell me I suck, doesn't matter um, I'm just doing this to screw around uh, We'll be back uh, Early next week Have a nice Long pod for you, about an hour or so Hopefully with some good banter And uh, a lot more Chatter about internationals And all that good stuff Should be a great great one to uh, Welcome back the Premiership Uh, I look forward to it. Everybody go enjoy your rugby. Have a nice weekend. Thanks for stopping by. Enjoy. Cheers.